Hey everybody, Dave Hodges here, host of the Common Sense Show. Welcome, welcome, welcome to our show. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. And we have a terrific guest for you today. It's Paul Preston, and I want to announce that uh, among the many networks that we're on, we have now joined Red State Talk Radio, and they are formidable. I mean, they have high-powered guests, high-powered hosts. Uh, they have a great reach. And Paul Preston's uh, got, I think, the premier show on that network. There's many great shows on that network, though, and we're just really honored to be a part of what they are doing. So we have Paul on, and we're going to be talking about the audits, the election, what's going on with his great efforts through New California to hold corrupt California officials responsible for the crimes they've committed with regard to election fraud. And then we're going to compare notes on what we both know about the Maricopa County election here in Arizona. Paul, welcome to the show. I'm really glad you could join us. Well, Dave, thank you very much for having me on. It's really always a privilege to be with you and your audience. Yeah, and, and my public thanks to you, too, for helping to facilitate my entry into Red State. Uh, fantastic. Well, listen, we have great networks. We're on Global Star. We're on KYH Radio and its affiliates. But this Red State um, entry for us is really a feather in our cap. Yes, and uh, we've been growing, 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 as you've uh, no doubt heard. Oh, yes, I'm well aware of that, my friend. Before we were emanating out of Philadelphia, we've now moved our studios to Washington, D.C. So talk about being in the belly of the beast. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, well, it's your fault that no one's taken the vaccination. That's right, absolutely. <laughs> it's I your fault. that uh, badge with distinction. Absolutely. That, that's true. Well, Paul, you've been at the forefront of so many things. We warned incessantly about the dangers of the Oroville Dam, and I think we stopped the other side from completing their planned sabotage and all that would have happened. You've been at the forefront of New California, giving people hope in California for representative government, and now you're fighting the battle of election fraud. So let's jump into there. Tell us how that's going. Well, we've uh, filed suit against Gavin Newsom, Alex Padilla, who's now the senator from California in Washington, D.C. We can't find Alex. He seems to flit around from location to close location every day, from what we understand. Anyway, uh, we are also su uh, suing uh, Shirley Weber, who is his replacement as Secretary of State in California. And we're doing that because it's really a very, very straight up and, uh, you know, question that we're asking, you know, why did Gavin Newsom when he was uh, acting as a dictator, as he still is even to this day, order up 22 million absentee ballots and uh, actually not even having them checked out for the proper statutory language. And we learned uh, after the election when everybody got their ballots that these ballots were not marked with the proper hmm. election code citations. And it's a law. It's, a, it, it's not just a law. It's a statute. It says that you must... Uh, provide uh, the proper language on a federal election for president or you cannot cast or count the ballots and there's two sections that have to be on each ballot and 53 of the counties in California had one of the one of the parts uh, that was uh, 13200 B and the other ones had B left off but B left on so uh, all the 58 counties were deficient in one or the other of the uh, particular citations and of course it says very clearly in the statute that you may not cast or count the votes so we're going for a nullified uh, nullity as it's called of the election of 2020 at this point 
And uh, in other words, what that means, and to simplify it for your audience, is that the 55 electoral votes and all 53 seats in the House of Representatives will in fact be nullified. They will not be in existence. You will lose 53 uh, members of the House right up front, and the 55 electoral ballots will at that point in time fall away, not only from Joe Biden, but Donald Trump, because in reality, if those if these ballots cannot be cast or counted, then there's really no vote. There's really no election that happened. Um, and that's the way it's looked at. So nobody's going to gain anything off of this. Everybody's going to lose. But I think in the long run, it's going to set the tempo because we already know now with Arizona, and with Georgia, and with Pennsylvania, and Michigan, and Wisconsin pulling up, and now even Nevada, there's going to be a net gain of electoral ballots for Donald Trump as each one of these uh, states decertifies, works towards decertification. And uh, I'm looking at either Arizona or uh, Georgia to be the first ones to go, but uh, as Sidney Powell, who was sitting right next to me at our convention in May, uh, said very, very clearly that uh, fraud, which is really what this is, vitiates everything. And so as a result, they're going to have to take those ballots that are duly given to Donald Trump and give them to him, take away the ones from Biden. And that's going to drop him well below the 270, and Trump really about 275, 280 in that range. So uh, that makes him president. And he should be reinstated and forthwith right into the White House and Joe Biden be escorted off. Can, and, you, can uh, you give us the particulars about the adjudication, the, the reception of the court? Are they friendly? Do they delay? I mean, tell me what you're encountering in terms of resistance or cooperation. It's very, the, the court itself has uh, been very resistant and reluctant, very similar to what's been going on in the Supreme Court with all these other cases. Uh, the conversation between our attorneys is very robust. And I do say that uh, for our side is a real case, that's substantial, I think. They know this is a real case. They know this is a barn burner. And uh, they're trying to keep it quiet. We, you know, we're just biding our time. We're just kind of listening and paying attention. But uh, this is a major, major case, and we're building the case. Uh, we have been going and signing people up to sign affidavits and submitting those affidavits uh, to the, the county clerk registrar. We've already had one deliberately resign as a result, but we have, uh, I got the count right here. We've got 20, 20 counties right now that are actively pushing the affidavits for Gavin Newsom, which just came out last week. Um, we have uh, six counties that have actually submitted their paperwork. Now the affidavits have cured and gone through the process. We now put them in the hands of the, of the sheriff. We have two investigations that are actively being done right now, Dave, two. I mean, that is just enormous that the sheriff, um, they're taking them serious because we put a prerequisite on everybody. If you're going to submit affidavits, you have to sit and submit 100 affidavits from 100 people to the sheriff because the sheriff won't look at anything else. They'll just look at it as, you know, you just don't like politicians and, you know, you've got a beef and all that stuff. But these are real legitimate concerns from over 100 people. One county, we did 129 affidavits. Uh, so these things are really kind of pushing along, and we know from the talk because we hear the talk, and some of these uh, people have come to us. Even uh, your your uh, county uh, supervisors have come to us. We have several actually who come to us and say, uh, "Could wait a minute here, you know," 
and uh, it's working out. It really is um, working out in terms of us being able to take that piece of paper, and which is really the last of the part of the First Amendment. You know, the First Amendment, the fifth portion, is to be able to grieve, and uh, you know, to redress of grievances against your government. There's the general grievance, and then there's a specific grievance, and that specific grievance is what we're issuing right now. Personal grievance that somebody has been harmed by the actions of this uh, this particular elected official and they have violated their oath of office and that's a felony and not to be excused you know if they violated their oath of office and for whatever reason and again there's so much nefarious behavior by a lot of these people it's not even funny um, so the cloud is on them once these affidavits are received and they have to write a response after 10 days we give them 10 days right and if they don't, then uh, we take action, and we've done that. And now, all of a sudden, since we've had uh, one resign, uh, three days after we submitted the affidavits to him, I might add, we still have charged him criminally, though. We still brought in additional affidavits he did not respond to. Then, uh, just before he resigned, we placed more in front of the sheriff. In fact, we placed the charges now just uh, a week after that. So the end, there's an active investigation going on. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it, these are real. It's really happening. It's a weapon that uh, all Americans should use at their disposal. Let me make a guess, though. You're shut out of the mainstream media. Oh, yeah. Well, well Dave, what's new? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm stating the obvious, but, but, Paul, we're reaching people for the first time that are coming to us. They may not know the issues very well, but they know something's terribly wrong, and we've got to keep this in mind as we educate the public. We're saying, "What's wrong? Tell us what's wrong." Dave Hodges, Paul Preston, and uh, they're saying, "Why am not? Why am I not seeing this on CNN? Why am I not seeing this on ABC News?" And we're telling you why. They, the mainstream media, are propaganda artists for the deep state that's behind election fraud. Right. Absolutely. And I want to go back to your point. People are coming to us. I have been swamped all day answering questions, uh, probably 50-50 from the New California group. And then the rest of them, just John Q. Public calling and leaving messages. And I get messages. I return the call. You know, we heard about your show. Uh, thank you very much for what you're doing. You're a great patriot. Can you please tell me about this, that, and the other? So, you, you know, you take the time and inform them. And they say, well, I'm not going to miss another one. <laughs> I'm not going to miss your show. <laughs> you know, and... Yeah. Uh, so I'm sitting, we're getting a lot of that, which is really nice and rewarding. But people have figured out that the way people are getting news, it's not real news, of course, it's propaganda. And uh, that's through the major networks. And they do have reach. We have to admit that they do still have a lot of reach. But the bottom line is, is that uh, this reach is diminishing as more and more people are climbing on board with, uh, with us and finding out the truth. Yeah, the reach is increasing exponentially, and despite how they shadow ban me and demonetize me and so forth, my reach is increasing. And Paul, I think you're going to find this interesting. One of the biggest increases in my demographic, a lot of people think, well, Dave's just attracting old white guys who are Republicans. Uh-uh. The second largest growing group right now are male, middle-aged black men. Right. Seriously. And, and welcome. Love you, brothers. Love you guys for waking up and saying, hey, we want to save our country for all of us. The second demographic that's waking up are what I call the soccer moms 
and the soccer moms voted against trump in large numbers and in the twenty twenty election but they've had enough and critical race theory has awakened them paul want you to hold it right there for a second we're gonna step aside for a real quick break ladies and gentlemen we sell products here on the common sense show that we think you're going to need this is not about profit this is this is about for you i don't need you knocking on my door when all hell breaks loose and the first part of uh, being prepared comes with food and we have the best durable food company in the world we represent mps they have great specials you can see the 25 percent off specials they have if you go to preparewithdave.com but what you're going to get very quickly is 25 year shelf life 2,000 calories per day restaurant quality food i've tasted it it's great and there's lots of diversity so you won't habituate to the same food and refuse to eat it and starve to death and that actually can happen this is the best durable food hey you know the food supply chain is broken you know bill gates owns over half the farmland in america i could go on and on give you all the reasons most of you already know the reasons if you're not up to snuff if you don't have at least six months of storable food for every member of your family you need to go to preparewithdave.com please don't put it off because you come to my door i know you not i have to take care of my own family that's preparewithdave.com well we're speaking with paul preston of the new california movement he also has a great show we'll get into that a little bit later we're sharing the same network now which i'm really excited about but uh, paul has been a leader in reform in California, as I like to call it, Communist California, and he has the bad guys on the run. So, Paul, give us some timelines, if you would, with regard to your court case and how you see things unfolding by the calendar. Well, we filed, originally, we filed on the 28th of December, just days before the January 6th uh, meeting of the Electoral College. Yeah, with the intent to block it because we've we concluded very quickly once we found out the information about and confirmed and confirmed with the counties that they had actually done this which is a complete violation of law you mean you can't cast or count the ballots it's very simple if you don't have those and so we were taking it to the uh, courts uh, to get an injunction and it, they slow walked us the the courts deliberately slow walked us they even admitted that it was a court error that caused the delay in our hearings and all we wanted was a hearing, well, uh, because this our court case doesn't require a, tra- uh, a jury trial or a trial at all. It requires a hearing. The judge is going to say, "Yes, that's the law," and "Yes, you broke the law." That's really what it's going to come down to. You know, it's like uh, you've got a, a camera on a stop sign, a guy rolls through the stop sign, doesn't stop, he's going 50 miles an hour. They turn the sirens on, they get him, and all that stuff. And they come into the court. They said, "Did the guy, the speeder says, did you do it?" No, I didn't. Well, they say, well, wait a minute here. And they press the, the video, and they show them going through. They say, did you do it? No, I didn't. I mean, that's the response California's going to go. No, I didn't. We didn't do anything wrong here. Nothing to see. Move along. But, you know, the videotape shows exactly what they did. That's the way the law is done out here. But the court has uh, really been, uh, at first, uh, when we were in the Superior Court in Sutter County, uh, we, we were treated very fairly. And, in fact, that's when we found that the we think the attorney on the other side is a very honorable person and um, he and our turn or the two attorneys met they had some discussion both agreed i agreed and the court agreed on a change of venue uh, we all we all agreed it was a, a a very good process i thought the judge was very very fair and then we now have moved on to uh, sacramento court, superior court that's a whole different thing yeah it's like being in the middle of dc my friend well you sure but it's a whole different thing and of course, uh, they've they've slow walked everything. You can't even go in and talk to a clerk to file a case. Everything has to be done 
on a drop box right outside the door. They're so afraid of the COVID virus. Yeah, say. and the envelope has to have a mask on it. I get it. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> I got it. sealed, all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, this, this is absolutely insanity, what we're seeing here from the part of Sacramento. You know, here's here's what confuses me, and this is more of a general question away from your court case, but how can these people continue to tell these lies that make no sense? There's no logic, and they say it with a straight face. How do they expect anyone to believe them? Well, uh, they probably don't, and they don't really care because, you know, their mission is to destroy this country, and the more lies that they tell, the more falsehoods and fantasies, the, the uh, you know, keep up the this turmoil keep people all stirred up the better you know they want people to be emotional they want people to get you know angry and hostile and most americans are not buying it and i really think when it comes down to it it's just like the you know the the biden rallies versus the trump rallies you know all those people at the trump rallies they get it and they're level-headed they're not biting on any of the bait that they left off out there and that's to their credit that's to our credit really uh, sometimes it's a little irritating. I get it, you know. It, when we go out in public, sometimes some people are just, you know, really obnoxious and things like that. And they do stupid things, but you know, on the whole, the vast majority of the people are really standing with us. And certainly out here in New California land, California really did go red in the last election in a big way. In fact, um, by our calculations and the algorithms that we use nationally, which, by the way, are completely confirmed by the results of what's going on in the Arizona audit and also what's going on in Georgia right now. But um, California turned this state upside down. It was turned upside down by Donald Trump. He, he earned fifth by our algorithm. Um, and you can see the algorithm formula on our website of a21r.com. We posted it last Friday. We yeah, finally- let, let's make sure the audience knows what we're talking about. Agenda um, 21 Radio. Yeah, AR twenty one. Yeah, yeah, that's AR. Paul's that's Paul's radio show, and I just want to make sure we give a proper credit. We'll come back to that in the end. But yeah. Paul, go ahead. What, what what did you guys do with your radio show? Well, what we did is we we did a couple of different things. We've been kind of playing around over the last month and a half because we know what the numbers are, the results are in the states and the counties. So we've been uh, putting the numbers out about various states, and the first one we did, Dave, was Arizona. <laughs> the first one, my we home did. state, yeah. And that was probably about a month and a half ago, and all of a sudden, that was the time you may recall when the do the next day the DOJ scrambled their little jet out of Washington D.C. and flew into Sky Harbor, and I and we th- said to ourselves. We got on the phone once we got that story that they had put their go team. That's what it was. The day after this, and I said, "Do you think we've got a reaction going on here?" All my people, by the way, many live in Arizona. By the way, are saying yes, yes, it's us. <laughs> and so the next thing we did, though, which is really hysterical, is uh, Katie Hobbs. Now, one of Secretary the people, of State of Arizona. You're yeah, you're you're Katie Hobbs, and I think it was a week ago last Wednesday. Uh, she was out mouthing off as she's always been doing, going on, you know, Rachel Maddow and all this other stuff. Did I say cow or now? It must be cow. Anyway, going on the cow show, and so Rachel Mad Cow. Uh, that's that's very good. Duly noted. I'll use it later, and I won't give you credit. Go ahead. Anyway, so uh, she's out there rattling and rolling, and so finally, one of my guys said, "You know, we need to shut her up. Let's try this." And we put the formula out, and by the numbers. Uh, her opponent just absolutely crushed her in the in the uh, election, but with their with the algorithm that they used, they flipped all those votes, and nobody counted it, and nobody cared. I guess 
Well, you know, why should everybody? Because you guys were following the pristine, picture-perfect election system of California, right? Yes. For, for, yeah. So anyway, so we since we put that formula out and the, and the, the number of votes, you haven't heard anything from her at all. No. In fact, uh, the state Senate has helped with that, too, because they stripped her of her ability to interfere right. in the audit. Um, let me ask you a question here, since you said you flipped the results and presented the real numbers. Were these votes that uh, for Trump and for Hobbs and also, too, that, that, that uh, got Martha McSally out of office, did these yeah. votes, did they get counted in China? Uh, you know, I don't... Um... I don't know. I think they probably did be electronically, and then they were sent back. I think that's the loop that they're talking about. I know that the a lot of it was sent in through um, the server farms that you have in Bremen in, in Frankfurt uh, over to the United States, and that's where a lot of the calculations had come from. It doesn't surprise me because uh, you got to remember that there's a guy by the name of uh, Mark Obama Nassandro, who is Barack Obama's brother. And uh, he lives in China. And it's, oddly enough, in 1999 or 2000, something like that, he went over there to start up Internet farms. And uh, Internet farms with the, yeah, you got it, the Communist Chinese Army. Mm. And, uh, so these farms have flourished, of course, over the years. And they've been gathering all kinds of stuff about us. And um, I actually had the opportunity to go to this uh, a, a special Internet seminar. And I saw the NSA's map of the world and watched the internet traffic and the, the invasion, the invasiveness. This is about 2015, 16. And uh, they explained to me the packets. They could see the packets, uh, you know, all the things that were going on. So when they mentioned that, that the president saw that, the military saw that on election night, everybody saw the fraud happening right before their very eyes. I totally understood it. But, you know, it was interesting how closely they could look at things. They could scan a satellite and zero in on literally a picture on the out of a window on on a building and actually see people inside working on their computers and they're saying that's the address where this computer is is trying to hack into us or do damage i mean it, it was really phenomenal so that and i'm sure that that's been totally refined since uh, 2015 and what the president was watching was that very that very phenomenon so the idea of them counting the ballots well first of all they weren't counting the ballots. Nobody is counting ballots. Ballots weren't counted, and your your vote does not count. And they say they cite privacy laws that no one can see what you you know what you voted for. Well, that means no one can see what you voted for. So therefore, it's really wide open for fraud if you don't have checks on it. And there are no checks. What they do is they electronically flip and change the ballots to as many as ballots as they so please. Now, what really screws them is an audit of the paper itself. Now, not only just the paper and the content of it, some of the paper I, I suspect very strongly because they were using the um, the black lights to you know to check out the paper came from China. China uses uh, bamboo as its paper stock, and so you can very easily see the bamboo from the pine stock basically. So that was one of the things that they're looking for. The other part of it, uh, I don't know of any producer of ballots, it's certainly on the West Coast, because we're looking right now in our investigations on those uh, ballot providers, and there's you have some there in the Phoenix area, you have some up in Seattle, uh, you have none in California, the reason why you, the only small ones um, is because of the heavy environmental restrictions on the fluids that they use to print stock, you know, 
Um, so that's one of the reasons why they go out state. So in uh, the 53 counties, they got the one ballot, like Sacramento County. They went to a printer in, in actually in Phoenix. And uh, the, so those printers don't use bamboo. And w as far as we know, as we have been told, now you can take it for what it's worth, is that no ballots in any of the states were ever printed outside the United States. Right. Now, <laughs> we know that that's wrong because we saw people ordering ballots on phone and then rushing them over to the United States. The reason why they're doing that is because in the number of people who actually voted for Donald Trump physically was so big that they couldn't run their normal algorithm that they had set in place before the election, which would have spun the numbers using the formula through the machines. Oh, by the way, those electronic machines, it's absolutely came out in the audit on last Thursday right there in Arizona when they said, oh, yes, you can change and modify these machines by the Internet or by Wi-Fi. That whole mystique, I mean, I was listening to um, a testimony in one of our counties and the Dominion man was saying, oh, you can't access the computers or the, the uh, Dominion machines or any machine by the Internet. It just can't happen. It doesn't happen. They're not going to. I mean, I'm sitting here thinking, what a lying sack. And, you know, you know you can. Yes. So, if you know you can do that, then you know you can very easily flip the numbers and tabulators to show a certain um, winning. Paul, there was used to be YouTube videos. I'm sure they've taken them down. Right. 2010, 2012, where congressional testimony was made in the House by someone who worked to flip votes for Diebold, and he told how it happened. So that, the denial has been disproven. Paul, I want you to hold it right there because when we come back, from this brief break, we're going to talk about what I discovered about the codes, and this ties right into what you're saying, validates everything you're saying. Ladies and gentlemen, just want to, just let's be honest, okay? The debt-to-GDP ratio today is what? It's over 100%. No economy has ever survived that before. In other words, we're headed for a major correction. I don't know if the dollar is going to collapse, but the dollar is going to change dramatically. We've got record high inflation, 29-year high, and they don't count the price of gas or food like you don't have to drive to work or eat. It's ridiculous. So what do you have to do? You better get the hell out of the dollar, and you better get into precious metals. Gold and silver have held their value for 6,000 years, and this is why I'm a customer of Noble Gold. If you have assets to protect, I'm serious, if you have assets to protect, you don't have to be wealthy. But you better go to Noble Gold. And if you've got an IRA or you have a 401k, they're in the business of saving it. All, all you have to do is call and talk to them. There's no pressure whatsoever. And I'm a customer, have been four times. I make course corrections now and then. Ladies and gentlemen, I can't recommend them highly enough. Give them a call next business day. 877-646-5347. That's 877-646-5347. We're speaking with Paul Preston of Agenda 21 Radio, also the president of the New California Movement, and I think this his role in that is going to probably go down in history books. And Paul didn't know I was going to say that, but I think the potential for monumental change is terrific. But Paul was alluding to where votes can be counted and how the Internet can be used and so forth. I published this fact in early May because I had two election insiders and I had someone on the audit team before they were uh, non-disclosed agreement out of talking to me and um, there were people when I published what I'm going to tell you there are people who called my colleagues and some of them made really thinly veiled death threats some of them said don't talk to Dave Hodges he's full of bleepity bleep but they never attacked what I said 
And they contacted probably close to a dozen people about me when I published the following. Hear this and hear this clearly, ladies and gentlemen, and this has now come out. The court ordered Maricopa County Board of Supervisors to surrender the election codes. I came out and said they can't surrender what they've never had. And oh, they, this is what triggered the, the, the crap against me. But then what I discovered in the next round of my investigation was that, gee, Dominion never surrendered the codes to anybody. And what I've been told by election officials in many different election centers, Dominion was given private sanctuary within election headquarters, wherever that would be, whatever precinct. And they had their laptops and they weren't interfered with. Now, the county supervisors tried to counter what I was saying by coming out and saying, well, we gave the codes to Sheriff Penzone, a Democrat funded by George Soros to the tune of $2 million in the last election. And I said, hold, hold on here. The sheriff's not part of the election process, and he is bound by law to surrender those codes if he has them because there's a court order to this effect. So we exposed that lie. That wasn't true. The bottom line is, Paul, here's what validates what you're saying. Sorry for the long-winded explanation, but I think the audience needed to hear this progress of what I found. They, the Dominion people never gave the codes to anybody. They kept them. And I asked, I, I maintain, it's my professional opinion, they, they manipulated the election by keeping control of the codes. That's correct. And this is exactly what uh, it says in their contracts that they will do. By the way, we've gotten most of the Dominion contracts for California and looked at the ones. And then there's some other little ditties out there about uh, what checklists and things like that we've been getting. Because it's interesting that there are honorable people who do work in government and they are getting that information out to us. And we want to thank them very much for that. It's been very, very helpful. It shows completely the fraud. But they had full access all night long. They had full access before the election, during the election, after the election, up until probably just a few days ago, they had access. Now, one of the things that was brought up was the fact that the logs that are being used to tabulate what information is available on the computer and so on, you may have heard about this, it was accessed something like 360,000 times. Now, a log is something like a register that registers data very similar to like a voice recorder, you know, when you have your, you have 10 messages you can keep on your voice recorder, and if you get to an 11th, an 11th one, that 10th message drops off and becomes, the, you know, gone, and the, that becomes the priority one is the first one, there's a history that after each successive phone call, they drop off. Well, what they were doing was clearing the registers from the date of November 3rd all the way back, and they got caught, and they brought it up in the, in, in the, in the audit, and, of course, this is very, very serious. It did not miss our Chris Street. You know, as you know, Chris Street's a forensic accountant. Yes, I know Chris the Street. Actually. And he studies these things. And, boy, did that send off red flags. I got a phone call. We got a text. We were going back and forth. And, you know, to him, as a forensic audit, he says that's actual proof that somebody was committing fraud. Because what they did is that they erased everything in those registers, in those machines, all the way from... November 3rd to mid-February of this year. So that is a complete fraudulent act. That's a real criminal uh, complaint there. And that's the first one. That's the actual evidence that is busting this dam wide open. And I say that loosely, but busting this dam wide open because that means the fraud is complete. It's substantiated because the only reason you would go in and do that, of course, is to destroy the records. Now, that brings us to the recall election of Gavin Newsom. Now, before you go there, 
let me just ask you, are, are you talking about a racing material in the routers themselves? Exactly. Racing materials inside the routers themselves. So yes. Well, I, I have something to add to that before we go on to Newsom, and I think this is really critically important. One of the items that the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors refused to surrender under court order to the audit team were the routers. And right. here's, the, here's the excuse they used. I mean, it's laughable. It should be on Comedy Central, not in a political arena. But they said, well, these routers have dual purpose, and we have police actions on there and police cases, and, and, and missions will be compromised if we... Wait a minute. You're using used routers in a general election? Who the hell believes that kind of BS? Well, what they were doing was buying time so they could erase them. Exactly. That's exactly what they were doing. This is obstruction of justice, and I'm going to say this publicly. Every one of you Board of Supervisors and Sheriff Penzone, you joined in the fraud. Katie right. Hobbs, you all belong in prison. And they're going to go there. Let's let's be very clear. That's where they're going. That's why Katie Hobbs, once we put out those numbers, shut the hell up. And she's been hiding ever since because she knows we know. And it's the same. Now, see, we look at Maricopa County now as the 59th county of California because we have 40, 40 counties in California. Sorry, I didn't really mean that. No, I'm happy to be your fellow well, state member there, Paul. <laughs> We're all kind of in this together. But yes, the we are. Is, the same system, the same exact protocols and procedures in Maricopa have happened in 40 other counties in California, plus the other ones that use the heart and uh, variety of machinery, and there's a couple of other knockoffs. They all did the same thing, so we're all in it together. Maricopa County, welcome to California. California, well, we're not going to Californicate Maricopa any longer. I mean, that's this is the that's is what's happened. And of course, now let's let's extrapolate that out to the rest of the nation. That's what happened in Georgia. That's what's happened in Pennsylvania. Yes, that's what happened exactly. in Michigan. In all these states where you have the big city centers where you can control the ballots. I mean. I would hate to be Brad, Brad Raffensperger right now. That guy has just got to be in knots. It's not a good life for him because he knows Bubba's coming for him. Bubba's looking around the corner for Brad Raffensperger. He'll never get out of jail. He will never get out of jail when prosecuted. And that's what's going to happen to these folks. They're, and that's why our county clerk recorders out here in California are absolutely beyond wits. But I want to get back to the Gavin Newsom angle on this yes. whole thing about delaying a time. Because what's going on is this recall. And the recall, it's very, very simple what they're trying to do. They're trying to uh, get this recall up and running and through the Dominion systems again so that they can erase those routers and all the data that's in the, the current set of routers that we have. Uh, and, of course, we're taking a position. We want, in New California, we want the recall, but it's got to be done with paper ballots and no, no machines at all. Paper ballots or nothing. If not, we're filing an injunction. I know that there's some other people considering. We will file an injunction to stop a recall election just based on that because it's fraud. It's outright fraud. Right. That you election takes place on September 19th, if memory serves me correctly. September 14th. 14th, okay. Um, the, the other thing that bothers me, and, and listen, I, I don't want to digress too much from what you just said because I want to stay on the voter fraud. But I really worry about the outcome of the recall election, even if it's honestly counted, because it's Newsom on one side versus, what is it, five or six people running on the other side that'll split the vote? Oh, it's 41. 41? Oh, my God. It's 41. So how does Newsom lose an election where the vote split 41 ways? Well, it, it, you know, he doesn't. 
I mean, uh, uh, he's going to, you know, that's the only the value in what they're doing here, clearly, is to erase everything out of Dominion's systems. That's what they're doing. That's, you know, it doesn't matter if, if Newsom even loses. They'll throw a bone. Newsom, Newsom loses, so conservatives and everybody feel real happy. We got that guy out next, what? Well, nothing happens in the state if they still move, continue this forward movement to uh, communism. It still happens. Absolutely amazing. It just, it, it is. Uh, so let me ask you this question. I see the election having the purpose, if you can't unseat Newsom, at least you can perhaps have a chance to unseat the criminal corruption that underlies an election in California. Is that right? Right. Okay. That's what we want to do. That's what we're doing with the affidavits, and it's working very well. Let me kind of give you a rundown real quick if I can. There's 58 counties in California. We're in 56 of those counties. To date, what we have got, we've got 20 of those counties actively engaging in affidavits for Gavin Newsom himself. Criminal complaints in 20 counties right now. We've got one, two, three, four. We've got six counties that have put all in with the sheriff now. We've got two counties that are investigating um, the county clerk recorders. Investigating. I mean, this is just, a, they're investigating it. They have meetings scheduled with detectives and people like that next week. Um, we have 13 other counties that are actively engaging in other activities around the affidavits for other reasons like county supervisors and things like that. Um, this is just spectacular. This It's really taken off very well. And you have to, you know, there's some protocols you have to follow. You have to have a good attorney. Robert Thomas for us is a former, listen to this, he's a former prosecutor out of Orange County and Butte County. And um, he knows the language of the affidavit because he used to be an investigator who used to investigate claims written on it by affidavit. So, you know, we got the best of both worlds. We got a guy who knows how to write them, who knows how to, to write all the cover letters and everything else, so that uh, that uh, your your sheriffs and your, of course your district attorneys will prosecute. So we that's why we got there's, this has never happened by the way in California history that we know of that a sheriff has acted on affidavits to actively investigate a county clerk recorder or anybody else who's been duly elected in a county. It's a first. How many sheriffs do you think you have on board that will actually investigate and then arrest? Well, we just need one, and I think we have at least a dozen. Um, California is really kind of deficient at this point in time. Uh, it's deficient in sheriffs that are constitutional sheriffs. And we have 36 of them that are constitutional sheriffs that have been constitutionally elected by their, uh, by their citizens in their own counties. And the rest of them have been appointed. And again, this is a George Soros thing. Just like you had George Soros going with Katie Hobbs, they're trying to buy out the contracts of duly elected constitutional sheriffs. And thus, they buy them out in the middle of their term. They've got two years left. They bring in the undersheriff who is not duly elected. He's beholding to who? To this county board of supervisors. He doesn't work for the citizens. He works for so. The, the quicker, and they've been doing this quick. We've lost uh, two in the last month uh, by George Soros money. So this is what they're doing with district attorneys in counties. This is what they're doing with, well, uh, attorney generals all the way across the nation. This is how they act. So they're trying to destroy the sovereignty of the sovereign. And they started that with the, uh, the county state senator, which is what happened in Reynolds versus Sims, which took away representation from the rural communities to, to begin with. You know, I'm sure you're aware of this, but I think the audience needs to hear this, too. In Washington State, 
they're actually changing the mandate of the sheriff. They're changing it away from uh, a political position to an appointed position that they could put their own cronies and hacks in. Is there a movement like that in California? That's what I just described. That's exactly what they're no, doing. But what I'm, no, I'm saying they're changing this. They're not doing buyouts. They're changing the structure. Well, um, that's kind of interesting because I don't think they can say they can do that. But that's, yes, that's what they've been trying to do. They've been trying to put initiatives approved yes. um, by the county supervisors and even the state do that. Uh, my understanding our constitutional sheriff, which includes, by the way, the Los Angeles sheriff, Alec Villanueva, um, they're not going to. They're going to declare those laws unconstitutional and unenforceable. Interesting. Um, <laughs> you got so much going on in your state; it's absolutely incredible. We're going to step aside just for a second here uh, for our final word of the day. But we're going to come back and we're going to talk to Paul about where all this is going, and we're going to talk a little bit about national politics and how what he's doing in California, what Paul's doing in California is going to spread to the rest of the country. And some of it's obvious, and some of it is not known, and it needs to be heard. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we're brought to you by the satellite company. They are fantastic. And here's the bottom line. We're doing a grid down drill in uh, on August 11th. It happens to be yours truly's birthday. How many? No, none of your business. But anyway, the satellite company can produce irrefutable signals that unless you take the satellite down or snatch the phone out of someone's hand, you cannot stop the transmission. Your internet will be gone, your cell phone will be gone. And my worst nightmare is this, is that there's a disaster, my family spread throughout the region, and we can't communicate. We can't coordinate on how to get together. That's my worst nightmare. Plus, if you're in a remote area, we're not getting cell phone location, your car breaks down, well, there you go. You have 100% coverage. I want you to call them, I want you to find out about them, and you go, it must be expensive. No, I pay one quarter of my cell phone bill to this company to have satellite phone. It's absolutely fantastic. 855-980-5830 is the number to call. 855-980-5830. And one more thing before we go. The CDC and also the Naval War College says on the fifth day of a crisis, waterborne illnesses become the number one cause of death. How's your water filtration? If you don't have it, you need to look at the Alexa Pure Pro water filter. There's research at waterwithdave.com that shows you they're number one, and you'll always be able to find standing water, will you, unless you're in Death Valley. But if you can find the standing water, can you purify it? Well, if you have something like this, you can. How do you find them? How do you find out more about them? How do you research them? Go to waterwithdave.com. Those are our sponsors, and I think you can see here at the Common Sense Show, we pick things that I think you're going to need. We turn down 90% of our advertising offers in lieu of what I think our audience needs. Well, we're speaking with Paul Preston of the New California Movement, Agenda 21 Radio, and uh, we share the same network now on Red State Talk Radio, as well as the other ones I'm on too, Proudly Global Star and KYH and its affiliates. So Paul and I have been talking about election fraud if you're just joining us, and man, oh man, oh man, is this incredible. Paul, let, let's take this for a second, and you kind of alluded to this already. What I have found in my research with Maricopa County is I have done my own original research and I have found some of the things I disclosed plus other. And I look at what's going on in Fulton County, Georgia, and I see the same game plan. I'm seeing some of the same things coming out of California. Did they use the same strategy in all the venues, as far as you know, to steal this election? As far as I know, yes, with modifications based upon the state, you know, the people, talent, that sort of thing. Yeah, they did. They they fundamentally 
from the Dominion standpoint, they had their own playbook out in every state. They, they knew this was big. I think they went back uh, when that when Hillary Clinton lost the election, when they were trying to use an algorithm there that would make sure that she was going to win, and Donald Trump outsmarted them by using, you know, of course the the flyover states and everything else to accumulate uh, electoral votes, and that's how he won. Uh, they, they had a plan from the get-go that they could not let this happen again. And so that's when they committed, I believe, to coming up with a, a completely different plan of attack to make sure that no matter what they did, the, those ballots would stick, they would get the votes, and they'd get them over in flyover country as well, as much, you know, minimize the, the effects of any anyway by focusing on the urbanized centers like in Pennsylvania, though they went right to Philadelphia, Detroit, and Michigan. Bingo. Yeah, you know, that sort of thing. Exactly. So that's what focused in on California is the same way with, uh, you know, with Los Angeles and Sacramento, and deeply with Sacramento because Sacramento has some amazing things. Sacramento actually was as a county went to Donald Trump for sure. Isn't that, that amazing? It, that's just amazing, incredible. Yeah. That's yeah. like DC yeah. going to Trump. That's exactly the same thing. And it wasn't a, it, it was a big victory too. I mean, by a lot of votes. So that'll tell you, I mean, California is a deeply red state, like I've said before. I've been to all 58 counties, had, you know, town halls and everything else going on. And I can tell you firsthand, it is a red state. And, uh, you know, I was at the Flynn um, hearing, uh, not hearing, but uh, presentation at Church of Glad Tidings here in Yuba City on Saturday night. And he mentioned California three times to the crowd who just went nuts. I mean, just the, the, the president's going to help out, out in California. You know, man, they just went nuts. But, you know, that's uh, that's what's happening with us in New California is that, uh, you know, we're spreading the word. We're getting the word out there. People are being responsive to us because they recognize this is a, st a strong, strong uh, statehood option. And it's the only option that they have. And um, we had some very interesting conversations today and yesterday with some incredible people. And, uh, uh, they're now getting it. I do have to say that we did have, if I have a second, um, another constitutional, uh, so-called constitutional attorney. And it, this, I, I've had some really interesting experiences with the top-notch, nationally known constitutional attorneys, one of them on a prestigious television uh, uh, channel, of course. Anyway, but uh, I had three very, very top-flight constitutional attorneys approach me about New California and so on. One of them is uh, somebody that we're very much going to, he'll become a member, of course, but um, it was interesting. He started laying out the things about what we're going to do with this, that, and the other. And I said, well, i got to stop you because I don't think you totally understand Article 4, Section 3. <laughs> to which the other people on the call, the Zoom call, is a couple dozen people. You can see their eyes just look wow. right at me <laughs> like, oh, how are you doing that? And, and so he, I, I know he got it when I stopped him because he knew I got it, and I was correcting him. And uh, he just smiled, and he says, I, you, know, you are absolutely right. And it was just a hysterical moment. People don't really uh, totally understand what we're doing, and that's, our, that's what we have to really push it, teach them about the Constitution, and teach them why we're doing what we're doing in forming a new state, because we're going to stop these clowns uh, that are trying to, put, uh, to try, trying to put critical race theory in our schools, closing down our businesses, closing closing down our schools, uh, just tearing the state completely apart, and of course using, using pseudoscience to uh, mask us up and put us in hospitals where we don't need to be there, and then not medicating us properly where we are sick. And, I mean, it's just the whole Hitlerian thing going on. We're going to put a stop Bingo. to. 
Hey, there, there, there's another voter aspect I want to bring to your attention for your comment because I'm only aware of it here in Maricopa County. Let me give you three things. Number one, there was a voter breach of registration material prior to the election. And they came out in a letter in January, two months after the election, says, ah, oh, don't worry, nothing uh, big was revealed. And I go, wait a minute. If they got voter registration, they know who voted, who didn't, inactive, and they can start to draw on the inactive. So let me also go to the next thing here, and that has to do with duplicate ballots. If you walk up to the voting machine and stick your ballot in and it rejects it, then they give you a duplicate ballot. But by state law in Arizona, your duplicate has to be attached to the original. Arizona has at least, and they haven't come out with this with the audit team, and I know this is true. Even State Senator Sonny Borelli has talked about this on a YouTube interview. There are 20,000 minimum ballots that were duplicates that do not have the original and almost all the votes are for Biden. That turns the election right there. Right there, Trump wins without doing anything else with Dominion or anything else. And it started with the breach of the voter registration so they could pick out inactive voters that might live at the corner of walk and don't walk and they can just stick Biden on the ballot. Are you aware of anything like that happening in your state or in Fulton County? Yes, and uh, we had uh, 20... Citizens committees started that we started the beginning of December last year, ending in May on the 29th. 29th, I think it was 29th, and um, the first four were committed to election fraud. And the very first couple of witnesses we had that day up in Shasta County uh, brought this to our attention. Yeah, I mean, it was obvious as they started the conversation, you know, that there was something wrong with the way the ballots were handled, what was happening at the ground level and the precinct level. We had a precinct captain come in and say, you know, there's something really wrong because, you know, the machines are tabulating, but we don't know what the vote is on the other side. Um, we don't know if there is even a vote on the other side. So, you know, we think that there's a problem with these ballots and there's too many ballots or there's not enough ballots, too many ballots for Donald Trump and not enough for Biden as it was turning out. And then we saw one place, it was a, a, a adult uh, assisted living area and uh, they had had a whole number of people come in on a yearly basis. They had 10,000 ballots delivered to a, a place that only services about 300 people. Oh my God. Yeah, we've seen that where the number of votes, just for Biden alone, exceeded the number right. of registered voters in that particular right. precinct. Yeah, that, that's the fraud that they don't want you to know about because you see when they do this, they're afraid that they're gonna get caught by flipping the votes, I mean, if you have Donald Trump with a million votes and you have Joe Biden with three million votes, well, you know, you're going to go ahead. You can electronically flip that. You and I can do that with no problem. And now we know that they can do it sitting off site, even in China, with a cell phone and uh, connect and tap into various uh, uh, voting uh, polling places through the Wi-Fi. But, you know, the, the thing with uh, what happened with Donald Trump, or let's say we have, he has a million and three million, you're still going to have to make up the ballot or have a ballot place that shows that somebody voted for them and that's what they've been trying to do they can't make it up that's why california is the treasure trove because you're now talking about 11 million ballots that they had to come up with to balance the books out with and they're never going to get there dave they're never going to get there and that's what's happened in your in your counties as well same thing yeah they i know created that disparity when they voted for when they flipped the votes to biden but they couldn't fill. That's why they had the ballots, the pallets for ballots, as I call them. <laughs> pallets being brought in with, ball with ballots. Pallets on. for the ballots. <laughs> I, I want to just relate this to you, too, for your comment. 
on election night in the four swing states, and I actually did five analysis. I did North Carolina that ended up going for Trump. But in the four swing states that, that uh, Trump lost and eventually lost the election because of it, at, at midnight uh, Pacific time in my time zone, uh, Trump with, let's say, 80% of the votes counted, okay, and here's how much he led by. This is all mainstream media figures. This is CNN. This is Fox News, ABC News, and they're reporting this. So I sat down when Trump came on and made his announcement, hey, they're stealing the election. I took their latest figures, which were less than 30 minutes old, and I ran statistical projections. And I said, for for, uh, Biden to win in Michigan, how much of the vote does he have to get that's remaining? It was 83% of the vote. Every one of the remaining four states was at least 80% and above that Biden would have had to have captured for the vote. That just ain't possible in four states. No. It's not possible, man. Okay, so here's my question. Why didn't Trump initiate the Insurrection Act for a coup d'etat against the President of the United States? Um, I don't think he had the um, the evidence, all this stuff that, that came in at the time from all of his advisors. And I think he was getting bad advice. I absolutely think he was getting bad advice. Yeah. And I think that, uh, you know, there's a lot of people we can start to look at in terms of how much bad advice he get, they gave the President. But I, 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 I'm thankful today that it's turning out the way it is because this is a correctable thing. Because if it didn't turn out um, this way, then what's to say that they wouldn't come back in the next election cycle and really screw it up badly? So that would, you know, because we, a lot of the problems that we have are down ballot issues, really. It's the local community stuff that needs to be cleaned out. And we're doing that now. And it's, it's a focus that's never been had in this nation about the level of corruption at the local level, either your local you know, city council members and all the administration that they have around cities or your counties and all those people. It, the you know If anybody got voted in, uh, they're all beholding to the vote. They're yeah, all beholding to the system. And that's what we have out here in California. Our system out here in California, which I, I suspect is really engaged with your state as well, because we're right at the border, is really run and conducted by the Mexican cartels. That's exactly right, on behalf of China. On On behalf behalf of China, exactly. That are picking and choosing the winners and losers in all these races, and that's very, very evident. And I've had people come to me that ran and said, well, there is something going on, this is what it is. Yeah, Paul, the the bottom line is, I I was called to a meeting with some political types and corporate types, and they wanted me to, to tell them how Ducey was tied to communist China. And he's he's uh, implicated himself in his own National Governors Association speech in 2017 and his business dealings. So it's you're exactly right with what you just said. Paul, we've got just a, about 30 seconds left here. Tell people how they can follow your great work. Well, you can go to uh, Agenda21Radio.news. That's A21R.com, A21R.com. I'm on from 6 a.m. to 9 Pacific, and that's 9 to to noon on the East Coast. And you can also check out our website, NewCaliforniaState.com, NewCaliforniaState.com, and you get all the information about what's happening in New California. Follow it. uh, Follow the calendar feature in particular because you'll see Mm – all the affidavit signings, all the things that are going on. Yeah, it's fantastic, Paul. Been there, been there, seen it. And on that note, we got a scoot. We're up against a hard break. Thanks so much for joining us, my friend. Thank you, Dave. It's been great.